Welcome to Drama Bonded. I'm Jess. I'm Mandy. And we're going to talk about the Great British Baking Show. Yeah, we are. Bread Week. Um, Before we jump into Bread Week, we're going to talk about another source of deliciousness. Uh, this week, we are featuring a new candy I picked up at Fresh Value called, um, well, the company, I guess, is Fabulicious by Fabulicious. Yeah, Fabulicious. Fabulicious by Daryl Lee. Yeah, and it's a raspberry sour candy stick. It's kind of like if you've had, which are our favorite, the Sweet Tart um, candy ropes. Is that what they are? Yeah, Sweet Tart ropes. Yeah, if you've had those, these are like chunks of those, but they're a lot thicker. So it's almost like those ropes on steroids. Yeah, and you can't get those ropes in raspberry flavor. So I think you get to enjoy a flavor that you can't get from sweet tart ropes. Yeah, it's very, the raspberry flavor really comes through. And I would say they probably have about double the amount of kind of soury filling that a sweet tart rope has. Yeah, they're a little tougher too, but like not in a bad way. Like it's just a little more substantial, not as soft. Yeah. It, they're really good. I liked it. I thought that was a fun treat. At the store, there was also a green apple bag, which we haven't tried, but um, I'm always trying these versions of the candy rope just because of how much we love the sweet tart ones. So check them out. Yeah. And I guess on that note, shout out to the Kroger ropes, Kroger oh, yeah. brand, both the cherry green apple and blue raspberry. I tried those are so good. They're good, right? I bought them to share with Solomon. And before he asked, I ate them all. <laughs> 7-Eleven also has a brand of those that oh, are really they? good. Noted. There you go. Ropes. I think that might be like my favorite form of candy. It's just such a great texture with like the thicker gummy and then the like soury sweetness on the inside. Yeah. Stellar. We love it. Okay. That's our candy review. And uh, now we'll jump into baking. Yeah. Show. Uh, probably my second favorite version of carbs. Bread. <laughs> um. Wow. Bread week really threw the bakers this week. It did. Um, I have a lot of opinions on this, too. I feel like as much as I want Great British Bake Off to not be controversial, this week kind of was for me. I like. I don't know how I feel about it. Yeah, same. The outcome was really surprising. It was surprising. Um, so the signature challenge, the country loaf. I'd never heard of this. Or cottage loaf? Cottage loaf. Cottage loaf. Thank you. So it's basically just two balls baked on top of each other? Bread on bread. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm a fan of that idea. Yeah. Um, Rowan's was about just size for me. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> that was so funny. Is that the one that was um, described as monstrous? Yeah. And the S's were not. <laughs> they didn't land with Peru. Oh. I This was like a I. I feel like sometimes, you know, the concept of this bake was very straightforward. Mm -hmm. And I feel like sometimes the ones that seem the most straightforward are the ones that people need to look out for the most. Yeah. It's like CrossFit workouts, right? You look at it and you're like, should be easy. And, and then, then it's it, sneaky and, and it's it not. you up. <laughs> yeah. This fucks some people up. Um, 
Yeah, Rowan in particular, I felt pretty bad for. Abby had a really hard time with it. Oh, yeah. Hers was called Flat Janice. And apparently too garlicky, which... A big thing that people missed was salt. Salt. I tell Solomon this all the time. Add more salt. Like it really, I know it can scare people, but it brings out flavors Mm -hmm. that you need to have accentuated in bread or otherwise it's really bland. And sometimes I think recipes that you find, my two cents, always, not always, but a lot of the time will have less salt than they should. Always bake something through the recipe. And if it feels like something's missing, bake it again, add a little more salt. Anywhere from like a fourth of a teaspoon to a half of a teaspoon, depending on like the size of the thing, can really change the way something tastes. I have gotten into the habit of salting to taste almost everything. Even if, you know, even on cakes or cookies, like I'll taste the dough. And if I feel like I could bring out a little bit more flavor by adding like a a pinch of salt, I'll do it. I think that's so smart. Yeah. Get a spoon, taste it. Add, yeah. Don't be afraid to season your food. Salt is integral. Um, although, who was it? Nikki? Nikki had too much salt. But oh, honestly, yeah, she did the Scottish sea salt. She really went hard. Okay, but listen, I would have probably loved that. I mean, it sounded good to me. Same. Salty bread. Yeah. Get out of here. Shut up, Paul. You know nothing. <laughs> um, that's probably the one that I would have eaten. Um <laughs> And then it was Tasha's loaf that was like really um, highly enjoyed. I think hers was the roasted garlic. Lots of garlic and rosemary loaves. Um, Roasted garlic, rosemary, and then malt. Malt and seed. Yeah. That sounds really good. It does sound really good. Sounds like it has like a really specific texture. Like I love seed bread for that. Yeah, I think so. Um, Christy, man, is like, so boring to me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she, and like in her she's bread, a boring and her flavored choices. <laughs> I know. I like cranberry, rosemary, and walnut. As much as I love bread, of all of them, I think that's probably one I could just pass on. I like don't I would love not, cranberries. Me neither. Especially not in baked goods. I yeah. like there's very, or if I do like them. I don't want whole dried out cranberries in there. I want people to like chop them and make them smaller so that I'm getting the flavor and not like a huge amount of that texture. Yeah. But um, yeah, just boo. <laughs> um, Dana had an adventurous loaf. She did like a chipotle smoked cheddar and smoked paprika loaf. Yeah, that sounded interesting to me. Yeah, anytime there's chunks of cheese and bread, I'm, oh, <laughs> I think she named it Bradley Cooper. Um, so I'm down for both the chunks of cheese and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I agree. I think like going hard on flavors too, honestly, I would rather something be over flavored than under flavored with bread. I think that that is a lot more forgiving in terms of being able to eat a loaf than it being bland. Well, you almost want it to be like a classic loaf. That's just, you know, a sourdough or French loaf or something with nothing in it. Or if it's going to have, you know, nuts or cheeses or meats, it's like, I better be able to taste all of the flavors that you're putting into this. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I'm glad to know that a cottage loaf exists. Um, like I said, bread on bread. Yeah. I'm going to try that. I've been adventuring out into bread a little more in my, my baking. I was going to ask you if you had. Yeah, um, mostly in the form of cinnamon rolls and naan. 
Oh, yeah. I've been making Your non- cinnamon rolls are incredible. Thank you. Yeah, that's a really fun one to make. Um, love that. And then also I've been making non every week with Indian food that we've been buying from Costco. Oh, and I'm like really honing that in. And it's, it's less scary, obviously, the more you do it. Um, but bread, bread is challenging. But when you're not on a time crunch, bread is actually really forgiving and fun to do. So if you're feeling like you don't want to do it, don't base anything off of the Great British Bake Off because the time limits are stupid. Yeah, and we'll talk about that more in the technical challenge. But I've only tried making rolls once, and it was last year for Thanksgiving. And first of all, you know, count on me to always pick something that's completely out of my comfort zone and wheelhouse to, to feed other people. Um, but also, <laughs> that that's right. That's what bakers do. The rolls were not ready until like an hour after dinner was over, and. I mean, they were fine. They technically, like, I knew that they had risen too much. There was some problems. I was just proud of myself for trying something I hadn't tried before. And they, in the end, they were edible, but I was, of course, extremely judgmental of, like, I knew that they were wrong. Yeah, I feel that. Actually, though, you touched on something that, like, I still struggle with. So you can overprove your I bread. I them. Okay. But like what happens when you don't have a convection oven and you can't cook two trays at a time? Like inevitably, isn't one batch either going to be underproved or one batch going to be overproved? Uh, yeah. Like so like I have yet to conceptually figure out how to make multiple batches of bread at a time. Like one thing, easy. Cinnamon rolls, because I can, if I can pack them all in there, good. But the second that I have to do like two trays, it's like I don't. I think that's really tricky. And so I don't know how to get around that. If anybody has any tips for me, I want them. Also, so the first proof was at my house where I have like a little bit more control of like the temperature and like know my house better. Yeah. And then because they weren't ready, I took them on the trays to my friend's house where I have way less control of temperature. Don't really know, you know, the the house as well yeah. as I know my own. And so I just was, I was like, wow, these are taking way longer than I thought. And then all of a sudden they were overproved. <laughs> well, like no in between. Actually, as we were sitting here talking, I do know the solution to this. You can refrigerate your rolls to slow down the rising. But they were already behind. I know. And the, <laughs> the tricky thing is too, is like who has room in their fridge for a whole sheet of rolls to go in there? Especially when you're making a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. So I've used the top of my car in the garage oh, as a way to like do that. And then like five minutes before, however long they need, bring them into a warmer situation. But yeah, you've really got to have control over those temperatures. And if a room is too drafty, too cold, it's not good for your bread. Also, I would imagine the varying degrees of temperature traveling with the rolls. Yeah, can, that didn't do them any favors. Yeah. So I'm sitting here saying bread's easy. I mean, it definitely has its trickier points. Like, don't do it on Thanksgiving and don't do it when you're in a time crunch. <laughs> Practice outside of those moments. Yeah. Enjoy them. And then wow everybody at Thanksgiving next year with your technical prowess around dinner rolls. Yeah, maybe don't take on this technical challenge the day of like a very large social event. Totally. <laughs> That's classic, Mandy. That's okay. But I think the gamble sometimes pays off for you. I was so, like, say, every once in a while, I can really hit one out of the park. Uh, yeah. And you can't do that if you don't take the risks. So, <laughs> like, my pumpkin cheesecake slays. <laughs> there you go. Um, do we have anything else on the. No, I, I just want to say collectively, I'm a little underwhelmed with 
the cast this season. Yeah. I just feel like I'm not quite as excited to watch. I don't know if it's like the people just are feeling a little less personable and quirky. Um, obviously, what they're doing is so impressive um, from a baking standpoint. But I'm just a, just my first impression of the season. I'm a, initially like a little less excited. Yeah, we have no Kim Joys. We have no um, Francis's. We've got yeah, lack of lack of personality. There's a few people, but by and large, it's actually kind of hard to remember everybody. Yeah, and maybe that's it. It's just feeling a little less memorable. Um, but I don't know. And then the technical bake, um, we can get into that. But wow, I just felt like the, these bakers were set up to fail. Yeah, when the when the criticism for every single person is is not enough time to prove or not enough proving time and then everybody was feeling pretty rushed at the end I think that's more a reflection of a bad technical challenge than it is these bakers abilities yeah because if everyone's getting clocked on the same issue it's I was like "Mm, Paul seems like a you problem (laughs) even I guess Dan who like didn't put in his sugar well but he I think was the like his didn't have quite the same proving issues or if they did it was related to the sugar but the only reason he got his buns done quickly is because he forgot a step like right yeah, I I was kind of disappointed by this. And then like, I don't know. Also, it doesn't sound that exciting to me. Like, I don't think I want to eat a roll that's just filled with cream. But what do I know? Yeah, I think. Devonshire splits. Yeah, Devonshire splits. I actually went to the Chubby Baker um, in Salt Lake and they had these. They weren't called Devonshire, Devonshire splits. They were called... Um, something more generic and less exciting. But I was like, oh my gosh, do you guys have these because of the Great British Baking Show? And they were like, no, we just have them. <laughs> I was like, well, Random, if people but- watch the show and come in, they're, they're going to be a huge hit because <laughs> I almost wanted to buy one just, just- because I saw people yeah. baking them. Um, but basically, it kind of sounds like a strawberry shortcake, but replace the shortcake with a roll. Which I I mean the shortcake is my favorite part of a strawberry shortcake so same <laughs> hold the fruit take the cake yeah um yeah I mean I think people kind of just really struggled overall with this Tasha is just hitting things out of the park so she did well in the first challenge and she got second in this challenge and Saku was first yeah Saku was first um Rowan. <laughs> Him, him summarizing his experience saying that they were way too easy on him because he tasted it and how terrible it was. I know. I, I, I'm I, with you. I have a real soft spot for Rowan. Like, I just kind of feel for him. Like, he's a nice guy. He's really giving it his all, but it's not quite panning out. No, he's struggling. He's on the struggle bus for sure, but I sure love him. Same. And then Dan got last? Dan got last. Too flat and crumbly because he forgot. Sugar just as an aside, is considered a wet ingredient. When you don't add sugar, it's not just sweetness that's going to be a problem. It texturally will really mess with your food. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So he, you know, that role was dependent on sugar being in there. And without it, it was going to be wholly a different thing. So I think it's interesting. Last week, obviously, the front runners were Abby and Dan. And then this week, we see both Abby and Dan really struggling. And I I just want to say that um, 
like I I do enjoy baking. I'm not at Jess's level um, or I'm not technically as good as her in any way, shape or form. But like I can bake cakes and cookies way more confidently than I can bake bread. And so I like part of me is like, is that why like are they just more technically capable in these other areas versus bread or was this just like a bad week for them? Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question. We also talked about off mic, like, should bread week be further down the line? Like, is this really a fair? I mean, yeah, just like the bakers that we are now left with don't leave me feeling like we've got a very good, honest assessment of everybody's baking skills. That's how I feel. Obviously, we're going to talk about the showstopper, but we know Abby goes home this week. I... It's funny because last week I was like, we're going to see Abby go so far. And then all of a sudden she's gone. And I just wonder if that's the best thing for the competition. I just think maybe like 90% of the review should be based off of their bakes this week. But we should also be taking into consideration what we've seen this person be capable of. Yeah, because there are bakers that have consistently been lackluster and way more consistently at the bottom versus Abby who's like hit the top and then this week hit the bottom. But like you've got Nikki who I think is not, and I love Nikki. Nikki is a delight. She is a joyful human. I want to hang out with Nikki every day of my life. Um, Saku actually has had some, Saku has had some really like questionable bakes. Um, Rowan has had some moments, (laughs) you know, like, there are other bakers who I'm just not convinced are actually better than Abby. And I don't know that I feel good about her going home this week. Same. I just thought that was kind of a blind side, even though you know that she was kind of not doing great. But I, um, and we can talk about this in the showstopper, I'm so surprised she went home over Dan. Me too. Ugh, Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to the technical before we... I just think like technical challenges are already so hard looking. You need to set these bakers up to succeed. (laughs) Like give them time to accomplish the task. It can be a challenging time. But if everyone, like you said, if everyone isn't able to proof their bread long enough, then this this, this challenge was designed poorly. Yeah, it was. Um... All right, let's go on to Showstopper. Love it. I, I'm ready this week. Ask me. Ask me what I'd make. Jess, what would you make? I would do a jumping spider and have its little body be a braided loaf and then bake its little legs over tinfoil so that it like came up like a spider. And then if I had time, I would stupidly try and temper chocolate to do its little eyes <laughs> all over its little face. And I would obviously do a sweet bread. Yeah. And it would have to be something on the darker side. Um, the female jumping spiders can be more brown. So I would do like something with cinnamon or like darker earthier things in it to give it like a really rich brown color. Oh, my gosh. I love that idea. If, you know, in the next um, while, if you excel in bread, maybe you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but then there's the whole plaiting issue. And I was like French braid. Dutch braid, fishtail, and it turns out none of those are plaiting styles. That's hairstyles. So I don't know how to plait bread. That's got to be like number one on the list. But most people, I mean, I feel like you can braid. Yeah. Isn't I don't know if plaiting? it. Tra- no. I don't know if it translates like a little bit, but it might not look as uh, grand as some of their plaiting had That's looked. Fair. That's fair. 
But um, I love your spider idea. Thank you. Thank you. I really, I was ready. I was like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about it this week. So maybe one day I will try it. <laughs> okay. I am. Um, come back to me. I'm okay. going to think about it as we, as we talk about the showstopper. I thought this was a fun challenge. I liked the, the plaiting and using that as a way to create shapes. I did too. Also, um, what a technical challenge. Yeah. I think that you, it show, like you had to do research on this. You had to really come prepared to plat bread. You had to know how it was going to hold its shape. You, you had to have some pretty concrete ideas here. And I think some of them really pulled out all the stops. Oh, yeah. What were some of your favorites? I can't get over Tasha's hands. Like how beautiful oh that my was. Gosh, her entire Medusa was incredible. I also did. Christie's didn't come together at the end. I'm not sure why that maybe I wasn't paying attention. Um, but I still liked all of her plaiting work. I thought that was really beautiful. And she must have done like an egg white wash because it was the shiniest. Chinese. It was beautiful bread. Stunning. Yeah. I, I thought that that was just stellar. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. What one stood out to you? Um, from a design standpoint, I thought the Highland cow was really cute. Yeah. And Nikki. <laughs> I don't know why, but they they held that photo of her and the cow in the background so long on screen, and it was such like an awkward, cute selfie. Very. I know. That was so funny. I, As I'm sitting here saying maybe Nikki shouldn't be here, I do have to acknowledge she did a very good job on that Highland cow. Yeah, like cow she was really, pretty cool looking. Yeah, that was, that was very well done. I thought the trees were very adventurous. I, I just thought that like that immediately seemed so complex to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Um, poor Rowan, again, with that intensity oh of his flavors. Gosh. I was dying. I, how did they critique him? Uh, he, oh, they said it was one third of it was good, the marzipan part, but they did describe it as hideous. And they said the one third being good did not make up for the two thirds being, being bad. bad. <laughs> I know that's intense. Like that's some, that's some harsh criticism. <laughs> I would have burst into tears, even if it was true. Like, I, and it would be true, sure. But like, that would be so hard to hear. It's hideous. I know. I, that's like, wow. Oh, knife you, to the gut. That, yeah, that's, wow, Paul. Wow. I remembered one of my favorite ones was Josh's tiger. The tiger was so well done. That I, tiger head was so impressive. With yeah. the eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. And uh, I love the cr the the orange and chocolate um, alternating colors yeah. to make up the stripes. That was so smart. Very smart. I I enjoyed that. Um, I also shout out to Dana's basket. Like oh, she had yeah. some. She she needed to like take it a step further with some of the technical things of like not letting the bread get soggy. But I still thought that was really cool to create a structure. And the flavor she had in hers, I thought sounded really good. Yeah. Um, I think it was coriander, garlic, and ginger with like dried tomato and parmesan. Oh yeah. That's a I, good combo. Absolutely. That would be delicious. Um, yeah, I, I liked this challenge. I thought this was really fun. I think I would try to do like a beehive. <gasps> Cute. Yeah. And then maybe have it be a, a mix of salty and sweet flavors. Yeah. Honey. Yeah. Like I think I would do like a sea salt and honey. That would be incredible. So cute. Why did no Utah, one make though? bees? Yeah. <laughs> Because they're not from Utah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and so Tasha got Starbaker with that Medusa. Two in a row. Yeah. Her Medusa 
was incredible. It really was. <laughs> like, I don't really, I, it's not that I'm rooting against Tasha. I just don't love it when someone wins two weeks in a row because it kind of starts feeling like, Maybe you're too good for this yeah. show. Why or, don't you just have your own bakery already? Like, I want I want a competition, right? As much as I love her and I love that she's doing well, like, I want to mix it up and, you know, I want it to be a little bit more challenging. But I will say that her Medusa was so, so impressive. And I really do think she deserved it. <laughs> yeah, she did. I know. And I feel for Josh because I feel like he pulled out all the stops this week. But, man, Tasha is just a force. I think people either need to step up or get out. She's winning it if uh, people don't start. Yeah, she's doing a sweep. So y'all better measure up. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then like we kind of alluded to earlier, Abby going home doesn't quite feel right to me. I Can we talk about Dan's pizza word? Dan did such a bad job. Just not even like just bad. Like he didn't finish. It was terrible. I also felt like the concept was bad. So stupid, to be honest. You're going to spell pizza? I don't. What? <laughs> just, just saying it that way. <laughs> I love pizza. I will give a lot of room for things to be pizza adjacent, not perfectly, but that was so just offensive to pizza. <laughs> yeah, and then it was a doughy mess. Yeah. Like, so, they didn't even know what to say when he brought it. So, like, how do you do such a bad job in the technical and then also do such a bad job in the the uh, showstopper and then Abby goes home? Yeah, because he got last place in the technical and then his part of his thing wasn't even edible because it was so undercooked. Yeah. I don't get it. It's hard not to feel like, um, <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, Abby had a bad week, but... I don't think her week was as bad as Dan's. No, not at all. So weird and to me. And I feel like last week they were equally good. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. I I don't know. Hard well, or even like, I guess Saku, Saku coming in, coming in uh, first kind of saved her. But like, this is two weeks in a row. Or maybe, yeah, two weeks in a row where her stuff has not tasted good. Yeah. It's been a lot of uh, form over function, so. I don't know. This was just like, that was a surprise. You, I mean, you guys heard us. Last week, we were like, Abby's going to go so far, and then boom, gone. I don't get it. I don't either. So, um, anything else about the the challenges? Um, I think that's it for me. I'm hoping, uh, I don't know. I'd like to see people start t- challenging Tasha more. Maybe Josh will level up. Yeah. Um, and I'd like to see people people be able to finish the technical bakes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens next week. I felt like this week for me was a little bit of a wah wah. So does anybody stand out particularly for you? Is there a Mandy Star Baker? Ooh, good question. Um, you know, I think I'm gonna give it to Rowan as my honorable mention. And it's not because he necessarily baked well, but I felt like he survived some really harsh criticism. And there was one point where I thought he was gonna just burst into tears. <laughs> I I have to agree with you. I feel like that poor guy really went through it. And I he hope he had like stress hives. I know. I hate when people's faces get super red. I like, oh yeah, I've had that rash. Um uh, yeah, I'm with you. And like he just 
Yeah. I just want to give Rowan a hug and be like, you got it, my dude. Hang in there. I just felt like I felt his experience in my body watching him. <laughs> yeah. And so, man, you get my honorable mention star. I, I'm with you. I don't really have a whole lot more to add. <laughs> I I knew he was kind of somebody that I related to in the week where they did the the fake charcuterie board. Oh, and yeah. everybody's was so good. And he recognized that his was not at the level of everybody else's. Like... <laughs> Yeah. I also loved hearing him talk about how one, I think it was his cottage loaf was based on Mediterranean flavors from like a vacation. And he was like, never going there again. It was so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Relatable. <laughs> Everything is so expensive. Oh, man. Rowan, you made me laugh. Well, here's to hoping next week is a little less controversial. Yeah. And just shout out to Abby for showing up and doing your best. Yeah, love that. She's a great baker. She'll go far. Uh, Paradise? Paradise. Um, It is delivering. I am unwell this week, and I'm so grateful that I had Paradise that I could turn on and just, like, lose myself in it a little bit. Yeah, I feel like— It delivered. I feel like Paradise has been pretty— for some reason, in the I listen to like two Bachelor podcasts, and I will say that Paradise is getting kind of lost in the Golden Bachelor talk. Like people are really loving Golden Bachelor. I feel like I'm, I so I've watched the first two episodes of Golden Bachelor, and I will say out of the two that I am enjoying Paradise more personally. Um, I am just loving the mess. I am loving kind of seeing more of some of these people we haven't seen a lot of. Um, yeah, shout out to Sam who realized night one Clayton was not her jam <laughs> and got the fuck out of there. Also, Sam is so pretty. And wow, I just feel like she is handling this. Um, and I don't know how to say it, this constipation issue. She is Extreme handling it with so much grace. Constipation. Yeah, like she hasn't been able to relieve herself in 10 days and she is in pain and she is bloated. And can we just talk about what it would be like to be a woman wearing a swimsuit or revealing clothing in hot temperatures with a guy that you're into. That you just met. That you just met. Not being able to poop for 10 days. I'm, I'm sorry, but like, that's a lot. I feel that. Well, and then to have to talk about it. I oh, don't, yeah. This is your storyline. I relate to this because I think I've shared the story of like getting C. diff and I hadn't even so much as farted in front of Solomon. And then suddenly I had diarrhea like 20 times a day and like I had to go to the hospital for it. And I was like, I don't think this is going to last. And he proposed. <laughs> so like not at the hospital, but later. Um, I related to this so hard, but I just have to say mad props to Aaron S., he rose to this occasion so hard and he it did. like melted my heart. He's like, it's not your poop baby. It's our, our poop, poop baby. <laughs> and then, and then he delivered a plate of food that would make anybody poop. Shots of olive oil, a big ass salad, a Free whole fried beans. Yeah. That were only for her to eat. Like oh. he really went out of his way to, and they, he like ate all the food with her. I just feel like that is such a supportive partner and that's somebody you know will show up for you even in like your most embarrassing, difficult times and they're not going to make you feel bad for it. Yeah, no shame. He was just like, I deal with this stuff on my job all the time. I just was so grateful that he handled it the way he did and made her feel like he didn't make her feel ridiculous. He didn't make her feel embarrassed. 
Um, when, when I'm sure she's feeling that already. So, you know, shout out to Aaron S for the way he handled that because, oh, if I was Sam, I might just be digging myself a hole in the beach. I would just like walk out into the ocean and never come back. <laughs> just goodbye. bye. I'll swim home. It's fine. I know it's the wrong way. I'm so bloated. I'll probably just float. float. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing that was really sticking out to me about bloating, Jess. Oh, Every guy Jess. that pulled her, ladies, stop doing this. When a guy says you look great, you say thank you. And like, hopefully it's in a situation you want. Like, I'm not saying unwarranted compliments. Yeah. Compliments when they're meant to be. Don't. Don't deprecate yourself. Yeah, she had two people tell her that she was looking great, and she said, oh, thanks, I'm bloated, so that's why I'm wearing a one-piece. Like, why? first of all, never say the word bloat, bloat. Yeah. unless you are with women who understand. Well, I guess, like, I say it with Joe, who is my, you know, my partner of many years, and so it's, like, different. But I'm saying, when you were, like, early on dating, don't bring attention to the word bloat. Just don't. Because, honestly... We are so much more aware of it in our bodies than people are like, like men who look at you when you might be feeling bloated probably are not even seeing it. And actually, I've got news for you. The difference between you bloated and not bloated is not as bad as you think. Yeah. Like it feels so much worse. Don't make yourself feel like don't just don't just rock the one piece. Yeah, she looks smoking. She looks so cute. So cute. Didn't like that. Um, uh, Braden and Kat. Oh, wow. This has like been kind of a crazy ride. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, I will say, obviously, there was tension with Brayden coming onto the beach after his uh, performance on Charity Season. But I feel like he really has just been pretty chill. And he has been uh, all in on Kat. I would agree with that. And I thought that they were kind of funny together just because I feel like we know that Kat is kind of a more high-maintenance person. She's, um, I would say, a little bit high-strung. Uh, and so the the contrast of the two people was kind of hilarious to me when they first got together. Oh, absolutely. It was like, this is not going to work. But, you know, two hot people getting together, enjoying it, fine. Yeah. But, I, like, I have bad news for Brayden. I don't, it doesn't matter who walked down onto that beach or who didn't. I don't root against people often like and I'm not rooting against them but like they were never gonna work there's no. just no way they and that's okay Brayden can be Brayden and Kat can be Kat and I think that they are two people deserving of love but together they are not it they would have to really change some fundamental things about themselves for that to be a thing yeah it was like dude let's just make it on the beach together and have some fun but he should have paid some attention when at the you know pop stirring bonfire Hannah Brown asked her and she said that she was interested in Tanner it's like, mayday, mayday, you need to internalize that and realize that if Tanner comes down on the beach, she's definitely going to go on a date with him. Absolutely. And then what happened? Tanner came down on the beach and she went on a date with him. <laughs> and you know, I think- No one's surprised. The guys are so whiny. And like, this happens on Paradise every season. Like, I don't. sometimes it's the guys, sometimes it's the girls. That is the nature of Paradise. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, it's also only like a few days in. Nobody owes you their allegiance, like, right out of the gate. This is paradise. It's a mess. That's what you're here for. It is a mess. And I will say, to Brayden's credit, I think Kat could have handled everything a little bit smoother. Um, You know, she doesn't owe Brayden her love or anything. But I'm saying, 
Kat could have navigated some of the conversations maybe with like a little bit more grace than she did. And I think that that's just an example of, and we saw this on Zach's season. I don't think Kat has a lot of self-awareness. This was kind of like 2.0 of the situation where she pulled Zach before Charity's date. Yeah. And it's like, that in and of itself isn't that problematic, but it's the way you went about what happened afterwards. Yeah, and I want to like a little bit come to Kat's defense. I do think women are oftentimes sort of like pegged. We need to be warm. We need to be kind. We need to be, we need to make people feel a certain way. And so I don't think that she's wrong for not doing any of that. I appreciate that she's like straight shooter, just like this is what it is. Um, but I do also think that there does have to be some awareness that if you're going to do that, you can't be mad when people don't feel warmth off of you when that's not what you're trying to do. And it's okay to lean into that. You don't fucking owe people warmth. That's a lot of work. That's emotional labor. Don't do it. But like also if Brayden wants to go throw a fit about it, just let Brayden go throw a fit about it. Stop talking to Brayden about it. Like just own the fact that this is it is what it is. Let it go. I swear it's like the Barbra Streisand effect. It'll go away so much quicker the less you call attention to it. Well, yeah, honestly, as you know, as hard as her first conversation about her date went was to watch, like, I honestly think it was fine. And it was just like, dude, cut the cord. Let It's okay for Brayden to feel blindsided and sad. Yep. Like, it's okay for him to be like, wow, like, I really liked you. This feel like it's coming out of nowhere. You You don't feel like the same person. Like, you don't have to protect him from your truth. Nope. And, but it's also in the same world, okay for him to respond negatively to the fact that he is like being surprised by this. And so I just was like, when she went in for the second conversation, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. You just, don't have to do it. Right. Because there's also a level at which like Brayden is not going to engage maturely and he didn't. And like what just, what do you want to have come out of this? Like, Brayden's not going to stop being upset about this. This isn't going to make you look better. No, (laughs) no. It was great television. Thank you. We love a mess. Love a mess. Um, Yeah, I just, that. But Kat is so worried about the way people perceive her. And inherently, she just is not doing herself any favors. Right, and I, man, I know I could probably talk in circles about this. I do also understand being perceived a particular way, especially if you are a woman who is not warm or inviting, but like it doesn't serve you to go get down and dirty with it. Like you really do have to like have a different outlet. Go talk to your girlfriends, go try and work through this on your own because like you're not going to change the minds of guys like Brayden. Also, sometimes it's okay to just be the bad guy in a situation and she's not, I'm not saying she like but I'm saying it's okay to let people react and their reaction is not your responsibility. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's exactly a good point. Like she is the villain in Brayden's story and there's probably not anything but time that's going to rewrite that any differently. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of just what like navigating dating and messy relationships is, is someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to, you know, is it's going to be hard for both people, but ultimately it just has to play out the way it's going to play out. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that's been fun. Thanks, guys. Tyler came down. Whoa, juicy. Rachel has so many exes down here. <laughs> I know. Props to her <laughs> for like just having the courage to go and do this. Like that she thought, you know, maybe third time's the charm. This is going to work. 
Um, and then to have Avon and Tyler, two guys who made it really far in her season. Yeah, they were. Wait, Tyler was fourth, and Avon was second. Second. Okay, yeah, but they both did hometowns. Yep. Um, but I cannot get over. It has been making me laugh that he comes down, and Rachel's so excited. She's into this, you guys. Oh, She's so giddy. Into it. And then they talk. It's flirty. It's fun. And when he like decides, you know, he's talking to the whole group about who he's going to ask. Rachel's like smile of like pick me. Oh, so yeah, so obvious. On the head. And he with I just I don't know. I maybe I'm projecting, but I hope with much delight and joy in his heart, and just knowing and just picks Mercedes. I bet I'm sure there was a big piece of Tyler that enjoyed that. <laughs> Well, to just kind of know, like, you're free from your the shackles of your ex. Like, yeah, you course. are not bound by the embarrassment, by the, like, the rejection. His was cringy. So and, like, cringy. Rachel didn't do anything wrong. But I just, like, nothing against Rachel. It's everything to do with, like, Tyler getting that that satisfaction, you know, of, like, being able to choose someone that's potentially going to just be good for him. And honestly, I'm going to say in Rachel's favor, I think she dodged a bullet because I think that Tyler is kind of a will in the fact that he kind of just like nose dives into love and just wants. We've seen him do this with Rachel. We've seen him do this with Brittany last year. He kind of just. um, And from what we heard with the drama after Paradise is a little bit clingy and sounds. uh, I'm sorry. I don't actually know, but I'm saying from what I've perceived and what I've heard he seems a little overly eager in these relationships and maybe like he comes across a little too strong, um, a little too early. And so honestly, I think Rachel dodged a bullet. I'm not a huge Tyler fan. I think he's really cute and earnest, but like I think he has some maturing to do. I completely, completely forgot about him being on last season. Oh yeah, he was. No, as soon as you said Brittany, it all like flashed before my eyes and I was like, oh, right. It's not just Rachel. It's Brittany too. Yeah. Yeah. I Rachel wants nothing to do with this. I like, she really doesn't. Yeah. But yeah. You don't want that. I just like, I don't know, the little in a vacuum. That was such a funny little thing. But yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I enjoyed it. Like the full context. Yeah, absolutely. Rachel, no, girl, this is not it. It wasn't it. It never will be it. I'm kind of wondering who she's going to end up pairing up with because I really don't think Double Denim Ken is her, Ew, no. um, her end game in Paradise. I, I think she's actually one of the few people who is openly liberal on social media and Sean is not that. So yeah. like I just kind of feel like from like they really do seem too different for that to be something that's going to like jive for them. Um, and we haven't seen a lot of them pairing off in this episode. Or like having any chemistry no none he ugh. even aside from like how I feel about him I just like they seem like they probably would have fun together yeah like I think they're two people that are really easy to hang out with but yeah no this isn't it um so wait Tanner and Tyler came down are we missing any other dates mm. oh and Mercedes went with Tyler I feel like the Mercedes and Tyler date was honestly really cringe um there were I just felt like their conversation wasn't about anything. And she's like, oh my God, we saw shooting stars. So we should like be together. Yeah. And the raccoon. I think I oh, actually. Maybe she is good for Tyler. 
You know what's so funny? I also forgot that date and I just watched it. I think Tyler just like falls into this black hole in my brain of just like, I don't have the time to process him fully. Um, yeah, that was so weird. The The shooting star, the raccoon. It was just a lot. It's a little too idyllic. Like you guys, there's more to love than like a fairy tale. Like get to know each other. Get to figure out if you're compatible. Well, and it's not boding well for Mercedes because like, you hope she was being manipulative last week when she was falling for Will. But then you see this reaction with Tyler and you're kind of like, are you having the same problem of like love-itis? Maybe you just, she is a Will and Tyler. Yeah, you just also want to be in love. And like, that's not the move here. Like, I guess there's a, there's a, no, just don't. Like, you would need to realize that you either, you don't want love for love. That's what I'm all going to say about it. Like, no. I mean, play the game if you want a rose, but the girls are in charge this week. so. I don't know. I think overall, I really struggled with the tone of Paradise this week being like, oh, poor guys. The girls are just ripping out their hearts. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Blake's commentary about the- The murder birds. The murder birds was hilarious. But also annoying. It like, was give annoying. me a storyline with the guys being cads, oh, please. poor Brayden. Oh, poor Will. Like, man, the girls are just eating us up this week. And I was just like, you know what? There was no sympathy story for the three women that went home last week. Like, why is this the tone of the episode? Yeah, they made all the women seem desperate. Yeah. And like this week, the men are emotional. Yeah, like, oh man, like poor Ugh. Will. He's just like, everyone's going after his girls. And it's like, oh, they're not his. That, yeah, they're not his. Thank you. The ownership aspect of it. Also, like being mindful of the fact that like none of them have been into you for you. It's also been sort of like, you're what's left. Like, Will has to have some awareness around this, too. I don't think he does. No, clearly not. He is just crying and being fest. Ugh, cry me a river. I don't, it takes a lot to make me. Yeah. And I would, I feel this way too from women who think that because a guy, like Olivia being really upset with Will over all of that, blown way out of proportion. Great television. He didn't handle it well, but like, this is the nature of the show. It's yeah. messy. And you're going there to date lots of people, not to pair off. It is not The Bachelor, not The Bachelorette. It's Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, okay, I will say, like, it's not unattractive that Will is crying. I want to say that men oh, crying oh, yeah, 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 yeah. is very attractive. But I'm, like, being in touch with their emotions and being able to communicate about their emotions, I'm saying it's not attractive when a man is jumping too quickly into a relationship after relationship and then he finds himself the victim of his own bullshit. Sorry, yeah. I'm just clarifying that. It's weaponizing your tears. <laughs> yeah. You can't weaponize tears. Don't do it. It's not a good look. I don't like it when women do it. I don't like it when men do it. Yeah. Yeah, whiny. Uh, <laughs> uh, anything else on Bachelor in Paradise? Um, I hope that Sam is able to relieve herself and stay. That'll, I think that's where I... I tried to Google it. I'm like, I will take the spoiler. What happened? Did she poop? Uh, I don't know. I feel like she might go home. Uh, yeah. Dude, if you're that backed up, like, that is going to be bad. Even if you don't need medical intervention, I think you need to be in a place, like, that's not a stressful environment. Because yeah. cortisol coursing through your veins it's is not, not helping. No. Not at all. So that... Poor Sam. I don't know. I, well, it aired... It aired already, so we'll be able to know oh, yeah, today, agree. but we'll talk about it next week. Um, okay, well, on to Golden Bachelor. Yeah, this is a dud for me at the moment. 
Okay. Mandy, I, I had a hard time catching up on everything this week because I've been sick. We, we got back from out of town. Um, Sorry, to be clear, we've only watched the first two episodes. Yeah. Well, I haven't even done that. And like I'm behind and Mandy's texting me about how annoyed she is with the show. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. We, Mandy and I clearly have opinions. And so I try also to like ha- reserve judgment until I have also watched the show and never have I felt so connected with Mandy and been like, yes. <laughs> She is so right and like felt that in my bones. Like it the second the the second episode, the group date is so fucking offensive to me. I cannot like I just, take it away, Mandy. Okay. I will I guess we'll say like the first date, um, I actually thought was really cute. The one on one with uh what's her name? When I don't take notes, I don't remember names. I'm sorry, I don't remember her name, but she was really cute. And I felt like, I thought the diner date was cute. And even the corniness of the flash mob, I just was like, okay, this is this is sweet. And the fact that they bonded over, like they, they both married their high school sweethearts. And I don't know, there are moments in this show where I'm like, wow, I'm surprised at how emotionally touched I am. Like this is really endearing and cute. And- Love it. Yep. Same. So I, I thought that date was really, um, I mean, I will say them driving on the freeway in a topless car at night was terrifying. Uh, also, the lights not working. Like, surely Bachelor rented that car. I'm sorry. Pause the date. Pull over. Fix those headlights. Yeah. That was awful. And also not being able to hear well as you're older, your eyesight goes. That was like it was ethically not okay. stressful. I know. And like, that's so hard for a first date. Yeah. And so you start your date off with like, oh my gosh, like, we are not safe. She's terrified. He's, I don't know. That that was like F minus minus on Bachelor's part. So then, anyways, uh, we get to the group date. Oh, my God. It just, so it's one of the most uh, predictable Bachelor dates we've seen. It's a um, photo shoot. With the same photographer who sucks. Fuck Franco. Franco? Fuck Franco. Yeah, like, He's not good. Yeah, and to add injury to insult, like none of these photos were even good photos. Like I would be so embarrassed to show people these photos under this circumstance. Like you expect these kind of photos at a fundraiser. Like not a professional photographer on a show that presumably has a fairly decent budget. Like Like, your mom's taking these photos for free with her camera that she doesn't know how to use. And your mom's tacky as fuck. (laughs) So these women pick these costumes, which I'm already just like, oh, God, this looks so cheesy. Yeah, the costumes aren't good either. They're just like they're cheap costumes. And then to also I hate it, too, when they put women or men in bridal stuff for a date. Okay, we've complained about the bridal dates a trillion times. But this is like next level because so many of these women have been married and have maybe lost a spouse. There's probably a good amount that are widows. And so putting on a wedding dress is maybe really triggering for them. Yeah, like that's not a thoughtful date. The photos don't turn out. And then also like what what is Gary supposed to like learn from this? Like what is he supposed to glean? How is from- he connecting with these women over this? Yeah, it's just like there are so many other ways that they could have fun and interact that weren't also degrading to these women. Yeah, I just really struggled with this date. I was like, try harder. Okay, we have this new show. We have this new age group. Let's get creative. This date was so lazy to me. 
so lazy. I hate that word. And that's exactly the word for this. Like it is lazy. It is somebody didn't want to have to do their job. No thought. And so they disrespected the contestants just so that they could get by for a week. I mean, I can think of a million things that would be more fun than that. And also cheaper. Hire a yoga instructor to come teach yoga to older people. Like give them all chairs and let them enjoy yoga together. And like, or or a beach day, go golfing. I don't know. Mini golf would be hilarious. Or yeah, any inter- any ability to interact would be better than this. And so I don't know. I I don't mean to get so heated over that, but like that really made me mad because damn, everybody is actually like putting it out on the line, like to try and find love. And this is what the bachelor gives them. Just, it's like the bachelor doesn't even believe in the bachelor. I feel like these women just should be respected yes (laughs) like I know we have fun with this stupid date with like 23 to 28 year olds but can we like level up for these women (laughs) can we respect our elders a little bit like I don't know yeah it, it just feels stupid and unnecessary to me and I was embarrassed like for the show like yeah me too man I don't want to admit that I watch this right now <laughs> cuz like that's just not cool come on I do admit that I watched the bachelor this is fine like the bachelor this is not the first time it's getting it wrong but you know what I mean like it's just like ugh I expect more yeah and I think it's funny cuz this episode was only an an hour and I was immediately feeling like the episode felt too long um I don't know. And so I will, I'm going to keep trying, guys. I'm going to give it another episode. But um, I will say that I'm struggling to want to watch it. And damn, there's a lot of television on right now. And so I will say for me personally, Golden Bachelor is at the bottom of my watch priority list right now. um, And I'm doing it just so we can talk about it on the podcast. But if you are loving The Golden Bachelor, I would love to know like what you're liking about it. Um, Do you want to see more of it? Um, I... I hope that they're going to do a Golden Bachelorette just because they should. That would be such a fun dynamic. Um, but I, yeah, I never hold my breath when hoping for those things because the Bachelor franchise continuously disappoints us with their, um, with doing anything that's equal. <laughs> yeah. Their sexism, the misogyny, yeah. the heteronormativity. It's a bummer. Um, yeah, I'm with you. There's a lot good on right now. I really loving Great British Baking Show. I'm watching the Halloween Baking Championship on Max. Oh, that's fun. Big Brother is incredible. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm enjoying Southern Charm, um, which is having like its own little mini Scandaval moment. It's not comparable, but it's definitely in the same, uh, Ooh. I don't know. It's like a watered down version of Scandaval. And so I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm also watching, speaking of Scandaval, I'm watching Tom Sandoval and Nick Vial on uh, Secret Forces. Special Wait. Forces. <laughs> Thank you. We couldn't remember that the other day. It took us forever to recall that Special Forces. Which is not really good. There's, it's like over the top toxic masculinity. And, you know, I mean, it's coming from these guys who are in the military. And it's so it's very much coming from that angle. Um, and I was complaining about that to Joe. And Joe was like, well, that wins wars. And I was like, okay. <laughs> But I I do enjoy watching the like challenges that they're putting these people through because it is, you know, I'm like, ooh, could I do that? I don't know. It's interesting watching the show from that aspect of it. Um, and I did get to watch Tom Sandoval and Nick Vial like get in a fight and punch each other, which was hilarious. 
That sounds so good. <laughs> so worth that's it. That's my little plug for like that's an easy thing to watch. Well, if you have nothing else to watch. Yeah, I like it. Well, this was so fun. It was fun. And I'll see you next week for whatever amazing Great British Bake Off challenge week it is. Yeah. And we're Bachelor Doc. Okay. We um, are happy to be back and we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Drama Bonded is produced and hosted by Jessica Brumbaugh and Mandy Booth. Our production manager and editor is Solomon Brumbaugh. Our theme music is by Joe Waters. You can find more of his music streaming on the EP Jupiter Daywatch. Music vocals by Mandy Booth. Graphic designer is Pigeon House. Special thanks to everybody who has downloaded and listened to us. We are so, so grateful for your support. Thank you.